are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. Pastor Meffel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God. obsessed. I want people to become destiny controlled. I want people to become destiny thinkers, destiny runners, destiny warriors, destiny chasers. You wake up in the morning and you are asking yourself, what is my destiny? Father, lead me into the place of my destiny. Because when you enter the place of your destiny, you have entered the place of divine notification. You have entered the place of divine acceptance. You have entered the place of divine highlighting. Immediately you enter into the place of your destiny. The light, the satellite of heaven locates you. It means that now we are ready to start moving. It means that now we are ready to start working. At that point when you pray, it goes. At that point when you decree, it happens. At that point when you touch, it opens. At that point, whatever you do begins to work. But until you enter into the place of destiny you can kill lions and bears and nobody will hear about it David was killing bears and lions behind the wilderness nobody knew he entered the place of destiny he killed Goliath with just one stone headline news You have been doing a lot, but it is in the backside of the wilderness. Nobody sees it. I need people who will rise up and pray and push and fight and work for their destiny. That I am a destiny chaser. I want to enter into the place of destiny because that place of destiny or the place of purpose is the place where God begins to operate. It's the place where divine provision is there. It's the place where divine covering is there. It's the place where divine gathering is there. It's the place where divine guidance you find. It's the place where you are insured. So you enter into your place of purpose or destiny. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Because anywhere else you sleep, the enemy will hit you. But when you enter into the place of destiny, even when they want to kill you, they can't. They want to eliminate you, they can't. They want to terminate you, they can't. Are you understanding me? First Samuel 16. Let me start from there. First service, I talked about the first part. You can get the message on um, Facebook or on um, podcast or YouTube and then um, very soon you would have the CDs in the bookshop as well so that you can pick up the CD or the pen drive. I thought you put your hands together. Are you understanding me? So some of you, you may not even want that message now. You may not need it now. You may not understand it now. But still, take it. In two years time, when you listen to it, you understand it. I remember when I started reading the book, um, Rich That Poor That, I never understood it. I read it for about four years. I never understood it. One day I picked it, the book just, whoosh, ah. I began to teach the book I didn't understand. It is for a certain time. So don't discredit it and disregard it that, ah, destiny, dear me, 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 Shebra and I, it is saying, with Shebra and Tishri, but very soon you understand what it means. So get the first service message, it will bless you. 
Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. David, his destiny that had been originally organized for him by God is to be a king. But at that moment, he was a shepherd boy. You may be a shepherd boy or shepherd girl now. But that doesn't mean that is your destiny. You may be a poor boy, poor girl now. That is not your destiny. You may have been forgotten and thrown inside the wilderness. And you are dealing with all sorts of problems. That is not your destiny. That is not your destiny. You may not have money in your pocket. That is not your destiny. It is a process to the destiny. It is the process. I said destiny is God's predestined destination for your life. Where God has purpose for you to be is your destiny. It's your destination according to God's plan. So to find that location, God must give you the map, not man. So God himself is talking to Samuel and saying that, forget about Saul. I have finished with him. And so the first lesson I said we, we should learn and understand is that when it comes to destiny, it is God who determines it. It's not a man. It's not a woman. It's not your height. It's not your, your shortness. It's not the, the size of your head. It's not your certificate. It is God who determines, but you have a role to play. God determines your destiny. Destiny can never be determined by a man. It is God who determines it. It's God who decides. As he was firing Saul, he was hiring David. And I said that nobody's foolishness can hijack God's destiny and God's purpose. So Saul's foolishness, Saul's mistakes, Saul's pride could not terminate God's plan for Israel. Your mis even your mistake cannot terminate God's agenda for life. Oh, if I make a mistake and feel that because I am the pastor of this church, I can do anything, God can just move me and put somebody then the person will do better. No, I don't take this microphone for granted. That, oh, I am the pastor. So, no, 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 no. I prepare as if I'm going to meet TDJs in his church and I have an appointment to preach there. I don't joke with any preparation. I don't joke with any meeting. Whether it is RCF or it's RICE or it's um, Evangelism, whatever, whatever, anything God gives me, I take it as World Cup because it is World Cup. Can you imagine that David in the backside of the wilderness was being prepared to be a king and he didn't even know it. When he met Goliath, what did he say? When the people doubted his strength and his power and everything, he said that when I was taking care of the sheep, I killed a lion. I killed a bear. He didn't know that it was preparation. You may be going through certain things that you can't even understand. Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? Why is this thing happening to me? It is called preparation. He was a king in preparation. He was a ruler in preparation. He was a dominant figure but he was under in preparation are you understanding me so number one I said that God is the ultimate decider of destiny but you just have a role to play number two God uses men to lead you into your place of destiny number one I said God is the ultimate decider Number two, God uses men. 
So God comes to us. Why didn't God directly talk to Jesse and his children? Because God could have. He could have spoken to them directly. But God always has to use a man. God always has to use. That is why you must be careful the men and the women you deal with. Because for all you know, that man you are insulted in traffic is the one who is supposed to take your hand and use you, take your hand and open the door for you. That sister you cheated, that sister whose heart you broke in three, four, five years' time is her husband that you are going to meet who will open the door for you. Be careful. Because God always uses a man. Why would God use a man? Because of accountability. Because of accountability. If God has spoken directly to Jesse to speak to David, who was David going to be accountable to? Samuel had to be in the picture so that he can come to David whenever David misbehaves. That, hey, young man, this is what you have done. Hey, but if God hadn't used him to appoint David, he would not have had access into David's life. God always has a man that he will use. So be careful the men that you maltreat. Be careful the people that you insult. Be careful the people that you cut off. Be careful the people that God ashes into your life and then you turn your back and insult them. Be careful the people who give you a hand up and then when you stand up, you kick them out. Be careful. Be careful. Because God will always use a man. God will always use a man. I said God uses men to lead you into your place of destiny. Even for David to meet Goliath, God had to use a man. 1 Samuel 17, 20. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. Jesse's command was carry the food to your brothers. Never was it that David, as you go, you are going to meet the man who is going to challenge you and you are going to defeat him and he will lead you into your destiny after defeating that man the woman will say that you have killed 10,000 and Saul has killed 1,000 the father's instruction did not cover all of that it was carry the food to your brothers most of the time the journey to your destiny it doesn't look like a journey that's taking you anywhere he woke up in the morning carried the food as the father had commanded it didn't look like he was going to meet Goliath it was like I'm going to meet these my big brothers who are always insulting me who are always messing me up who are always controlling me who even when he went there they were also insulting him what are you here for? what do you want? are you understanding me? the journey to your destination through a man sometimes doesn't look like that so when your pastor tells you I want you to start leading prayer you may think that, oh, prayer. I want to be a preacher of the word. I want to be able to hold the mic the way he holds the mic and stand here and speak the word. Instead of giving me the mic to preach, he says I should lead prayer. And the prayer, sorry, we lead it behind the pack. I've been singing for a long time. I need them to give me a mic so that I'll stand in front and say, but every time they say me, my voice is not that good, so I should stand in the backside. When David was carrying the food to his brothers, it was not in the food that he would meet Goliath. It was not part of the plan that as you go, Goliath will be on the journey. Goliath was the one who introduced David. Goliath, it was not even Samuel. It was Goliath who introduced. If Goliath had not been there, David would have gone to the field, given the food and returned and gone to do his normal lifestyle. 
So sometimes, when you are given an assignment, understand that usually, God's destiny-connected assignments, they don't look like destiny-connected assignments. It looks like nothing. They say, I should come and clean the church. It's nothing. They say, I should do this. Nothing. My mother says, every time in the night, I should wash the dishes before I sleep. It doesn't look like anything. When you marry, you understand it. I said, when you marry, you understand it. Your mother has been married and has seen the problem that not washing dishes has caused. When somebody's telling you that, you know, when a fat person is telling you that, you know, try and eat before six o'clock. You don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Why? 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 Food, food, we have time. Food, we have time. Food, we have time. So some of the instructions may not even look like destiny related. But continue eating after seven. It's just a matter of time. I heard somebody say, waste lemon. Ke musu agofemo. Ebale fio fio. Do you understand it? The widening of the waist and the <laughs> and the enlargement of the stomach, it comes slowly. So when somebody is telling you that don't eat after six, oh me, my metabolism is very high. My metabolism. When they told me if I had hair, eh, by now, I'll be wearing certain shirts. So God uses men to take you to your destination. When you are praying, pray that, Father, let me know the men. Because just as God uses men to take you to your destination, the devil also uses men to take you off your destination. Are you with me? Are we together? As God is sending men and women to lead you, the devil is also sending men and women to mislead you. As God is working, the devil is working. You think that David didn't have friends who were not obedient to their parents? I'm sure he did. Hey, so you went. The lion attacked you. It almost killed you. And you are going back again. As for me, I won't go. Shut your ear to, to that, that witch. Hey, so, so your husband didn't come home early yesterday and he got home at 10 p.m. and you woke up and you gave him food. We are deal. Me. On Didi. Oh. Oh. Listen to that witch. Your husband will throw you out of the house and that witch will come into the house. I have seen some. Even 12 midnight, when he comes home, wake up. Feed him. Take care of him. If he was a pilot and he got home at one, would you say that? Why are you not coming? If he was a soldier and he went to war, came in the night, would you not feed him? So when he comes at 12 midnight, what's your problem? Where are you coming from? Is he your, is he your son? Is he your son? Don't ask that question. Let me sit down. As you have served me and we are eating, I hope your journey was good. Yes. I see. I hope you didn't have any problem. No, everything was fine. So where did you go today? Where, so what, what has been your journey? What, where? Then now, you, you have served me. I'm sitting now. We are talking and you are showing concern. But not at the gate. 
So where are you coming from? And they don't stand there to even listen to answers. So as they are going, they want you to be talking. And as you are not talking, they will stop and ask. Please, I ask you a question. Now. You ask the question. I don't think those women came to church today. Don't follow these witches who will cause you to derail your marriage and ask nonsense questions. So he has come. He has finished eating. He says that, Charlie, can we do something tonight? Hey, you came out asleep. Now you want to do what? But do you know that those, what's it called, slave queens, 1 a.m., they will operate. Or you didn't hear that? They don't, they don't work with time. They don't work with time. That, uh, why are you coming at 1, 1 a.m.? 1 a.m. Shop is open. What do you want? Should I, what should I serve you? What do you, what, what, what do you want? What portion? What version? What arrangement? What style? You wifey. Now, you know, you know, at, at this time, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the, you are not. You are not. You are not. I don't even know why I'm talking about it, but somebody must listen to me. You are not in which mood? I am going to be doing this one, 31st July and 1st August. So what I'm saying is that as God is sending people to lead you, the devil is sending people to mislead you, your prayer is that, Father, give me the wisdom to identify the difference. If you are destiny-oriented and a destiny chaser, you are even concerned about the friends that you, that you call friends. You are concerned about the people you call friends. You are concerned about the people you call enemies. You are concerned about the people you call your pastor. You are concerned about all those things. You don't just open your arms up. Me, I don't just open my arms. Even church members, I don't just open my arms. Hey. Obiyanama ukra knife. Some are carrying a knife. Some are carrying a sword. Some are carrying poison. And my destiny is very important to me. So I have to check it and be sure. What is he carrying? What is she carrying? Why do you think when I'm having a meeting and then there's one girl and myself, I'll come and sit here. Or I'll sit here. If I sit in this office, I open the door. Uh, my, my destiny is very, very important to me. Look, in a few years' time, when I'll be 50 years, let me tell you what, what, what the plan is. I'm almost 50 years, you know. By that time, I want to have launched about 40 books. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 books that I've written. Are you understanding me? I want to have preached in various countries. I want to do so many things. That is my destiny. And I believe that's my destiny. So I will not joke. I will not joke. You don't know your destiny. That's why you can, you can undress and be, and be showing your body on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Any man is looking at you and they are thinking that this girl is so useless and cheap. I have heard somebody say that Social media, internet never forgets. So your breast that you have put there, check it. Your G-string that you have worn, that you are shaking your buttocks on social media, check it. It will be there in two years time. Facebook will throw it at you. One day you, you are there, you are preaching, you are preaching, you are preaching. Then your media team will mistakenly throw your uh, Facebook, Facebook reminder on your screen. 
five years ago, flashback, you see what will happen to you. If you trust <laughs> in social media, you are a loser. Are you understanding the message I'm preaching? Somebody should become a destiny chaser. A destiny chaser. You don't look left, you don't look right. What's important is my destiny. What's important is my future. What's important is my life. The third one, before I close. The third one. This one is very important. Note it down. Your destiny can easily be switched or even stolen. So be watchful. Your destiny can easily be switched. Go back to my original verse. Give me verse 3. I'm seeing some people standing at the back of the gate over there. If they don't disappear, I will say something that they will not like. If they are not here to come to church, they should exit the gate. If they are here to be in church, they should enter the building. Verse 4. Verse 4. See how David's destiny was almost... So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? Verse 5. And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me. Verse 6. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. David was in the wilderness at the time. Eliab, I don't know where he came from. He was in the house, firstborn. He came. David was not in the place. Eliab was there. Immediately the prophet saw him and said, Ah, this is the person who must sit on the throne. There are many people walking on the streets of Accra, Temagana, the world all over, who are supposed to be sitting on the throne, but somebody has been given the throne because at the time when you are supposed to be there, you are in the backside of the wilderness. This is the time where people must rise up and begin to pray that, Father, may nobody take my place. May nobody take my place. May nobody take my place because people take people's place all the time. All the time. You will see a woman who has married a certain man and you are looking at the woman and you are thinking that my goodness where is the real wife? Where is the real wife? Sometimes that is the real wife but sometimes too by divination they switched. By divination they took over. Look at my Ecclesiastes 10 7 eh? Look at it for me. How servants are riding. I have seen servants on horses while princes walk on the ground like servants. It's there in the Bible and it's happening physically, practically. I have seen people who have gone to school, they have graduated, they have certificates, but they are walking around like servants. And the people who don't have certificates, they have nothing. All they have is a badge or a card from a certain place and they are sitting in an office it is, the, it is a servant riding on a chariot and then a prince walking on the street by prayer we reverse it in the name of Jesus anybody that has mistakenly taken your place anybody that has possessed your seat anybody that has entered your office anybody that is sitting on your chair by prayer we dislocate them in the name of Jesus May nobody steal your destiny. May nobody sit on the horse that you are, supposed, you are supposed to be driving. Or else that you are supposed to be riding. May nobody enter the office you are supposed to be taking. Are you here? Let me show you another place where somebody's destiny was switched. First Kings chapter 3 verse 18. 
and that don't, that is what causes the problem. When you are supposed to be praying, you are sleeping. When you are supposed to be fasting, you are eating. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth, I gave birth. No, I gave birth. They couldn't kill the baby. I gave birth. They couldn't kill the business. You gave birth to the business. You gave birth to the job. You gave birth to the ministry. You gave birth to the marriage. It happened. Yes, it happened. It started working. This woman also gave birth. Another person has also given birth. Another person has started a business. A competitor has also been born. As you are dreaming, another competitor is also dreaming. As you are giving birth, a competitor is giving birth. As you are trying to marry the man, another woman is also trying to marry the man. You'll be there. You'll be there. You'll be there. You'll be there. The man will send you invitation to his wedding. That's when my sisters go mad. Huh? How? How? When we call for prayer meeting, you are sitting there eating domino. You are sitting in the house chewing chicken. It is your wedding invitation you are eating on. Put it. Now, now I've a drumstick. Nyah. Nyah. You take domedo. Pork. Then you are chewing. Your destiny. By the time you finish eating it, you can't even walk again. Because the leg has been chewed. The after I had given birth, that this woman also gave birth. And we were together. We were together. We were friends. We were in the same place. And I never suspected anything bad would happen. Just like, just like you walk around and you tell everybody everything about you, suspecting nothing will happen. Weigh your words like a wise woman. Weigh your words like a wise man. There are too many foolish women and men walking around. They just speak, and especially on Facebook and social media. They just speak. I am heartbroken in community tema. One day I was, I was in the house. I said, let me go through my daughter's their status. I'm lonely. I sent, him a, I sent her a message. You are lonely from what? You are lonely about what? You are lonely for what? What is your expectation for this loneliness? Uh, my parents are not in the house. and, and uh, I said, get that nonsense off. Foolishness. When the Bible is there, when messages are there, when your books are there to be read, you are lonely. You are lonely for what? Get that nonsense off. By 10 seconds later, when I checked, they have changed it to school picture. I said, Ochia. 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 You are a school girl, Ampa. I saw some of my daughter, B2. My daughter, B2, has also same um, status. And now, now, because of their foolishness that I've been correcting, they've blocked me from their status. I have seen it all. I know. I know. One has gone to shine her body, sitting on a motorbike, crossed her hands, doing some, something. I sent her, I sent, I sent, this one I didn't talk to her directly. I talked to another pastor to talk to her because some of the people, when I come down on them, they leave the church. I said, this one I won't talk directly. Somebody should deal with it. We must find a way of dealing with it. Now, by heart, everything you are saying it. Everything. My mother is there. My father, I'm depressed. Somebody has broken my heart. Somebody, you, you even have a heart to be broken. At 21, you are thinking about your heart that has been broken. 
by this, you are 21, 22, 23. You don't have a land. You don't have certificate. You don't have a direction for your life. You don't have any job that you are doing. You are thinking about your broken heart. You are sick. You are sick. You don't have land. You don't have documents. You don't have a certificate from school. You don't have an appointment letter for employment. You have never been, you don't even have a, a pay slip. You have never been given pay slip before. You don't have, um, what's it called, snitch number. And you are thinking about broken heart. Are you not sick? What nonsense. You, you, you don't have a mind for your destiny. You are actually thinking that your destiny is a kiosk. One room, single, single room self-contained. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Those small, small corner shops, corner shops that they take you, they say, I'll give you a container. Container! Because of container. So what? Container. Because of, because I'll give you container. If you, I'll give you container. Container. When people are building malls for their wife, they give you container and you lie down. You are not a destiny chaser. If you are a destiny chaser, a woman will not show you your, her, his, her breast to floor you. Because Joseph, he was shown the most beautiful on the land. They gave him scholarship over and over and over and over. He said, no way. He said, no way. One day they trapped him. He ran with the obad in the night or in the night child picture. Just ordinary picture of her, her toenails that is not owned by her. She sent it to you. I need some people who can chase their destiny. I need people who are interested in their destiny. I need people who want their destiny. Stop chasing sex. Stop chasing women. Stop chasing men. It has an end. Look for your destiny. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth. And we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. Verse 19. And this woman's son died in the night. So some of the things die in the night. They get wasted in the night. They get destroyed in the night. In the night when you are supposed to be praying and fighting for your destiny, somebody is sleeping and somebody is also awake and is exchanging your living baby with her dead baby. He's taking your living business and dropping his dead business. He's taking your living case and dropping his dead case because she lay on him. Verse 20 I'm finishing so she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I slept how can you be sleeping when your destiny is concerned how can you be, how can you be resting when your destiny has not been achieved how can you be resting when you have not accomplished anything. Yesterday I was lying in the bed, is it yesterday or this dawn or something like that, my wife said that Will you ever be what? What do you say? Will I ever be fulfilled? She said, will you ever be fulfilled? Because she can see that every time I am pushing for something, whether I'm asleep or awake, reading, or I am always pushing for something. So she asked me as I was lying down. I don't know where it came from. Will you ever be fulfilled? I looked at her and I said that Jesus Christ the only time he said it is finished was when he was on the cross. He never said it was finished when he was working. When he, was, he was never fulfilled until he hanged on the cross 
after they had beaten him, then mission accomplished, then destiny achieved, then he said, it is finished. Till I finish the race, till I finish fighting, I am not fulfilled, I am not content, I am not satisfied. If one house is what satisfies you, I pity you. Is one car is what is satisfying you, I pity you. If it's a first degree, second degree that's satisfying you, I pity you. If it's a church of 1,000 members that satisfies you, I pity you. If it's even 10 houses that satisfies you, I pity you. Your destiny is what must satisfy you. Your destiny is what must satisfy you. What God has prepared for you is what you must chase. Don't look at what somebody is chasing. Everybody has their race. God has given you a, a special, specific, spectacular destination. Look for that one. Look for that one. When you find it, when Jesus found it, that he was on the cross, he said, it's finished. When Paul got to the end, he said that, I have run, I have run, I have fought a good fight, I have run my race. Now, I am waiting for the crown. Wundu baby, my brain. I'm tired. I'm finished. I'm fulfilled. I have a car. May God deliver you from fulfillment. May God deliver you from getting tired. May God deliver you from giving up. May God deliver you and give you strength to run. May God give you the grace to continue running until you achieve your purpose, until you enter into your destiny. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Stand to your feet and put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.